one more announcement about Christmas. We are doing, as we, as we try to do or have done every year, uh, we do a, a toy drive, a Christmas toy drive, and we help, um, we help children who, who may not receive Christmas. Um, we help to make sure that they have a smile on their face on Christmas morning. And um, so we will be, we are doing a Christmas toy drive um, beginning today. You're welcome to, uh, to begin today. Gifts have to be turned in and, and delivered here, unwrapped uh, by Wednesday, December the 8th. Okay, so you got about two, two and a half weeks or so. Uh, December the 8th, turn in your gifts here. Um, we're do, we're, we, have, we have been uh, given 10 kids from a local school here in uh, Mobile County that um, the school has identified as, as needing assistance. And so uh, these, these kids, we're going we're gonna to pick out gifts for them. So what you're going to do is you're going to see April Jackson. She has a, she has a list. She has a list of kids and a list of items that they like and, and sort of a Christmas wish list. And um, so if you would see April Jackson and, and, and get a list, um, and maybe you want to go in with somebody, but we have 10, 10 kids that we want, to, we want to bless this Christmas. And, um, and I'm excited about that, and I believe that we can make a difference in some kids' lives this Christmas. And that's exciting to me. Amen? Amen. So you're going to see April Jackson. She, of course, is in the, uh, the uh, welcome desk out there, the connection, the connection desk, and uh, she'll, have any, the, she'll have the information for you. So stop by and see her after church, and uh, she'll help you and assist you with that. And um, I believe that, that God has, has placed us here and that, that he wants us to be a blessing. Amen? He wants us to be a light into this community. He wants us to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this community. And so I'm excited about that. Amen? Amen? I'm excited about it. All right, let's get into the Word together this morning. It is Thanksgiving week, and uh, so happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We began a series last Sunday called Psalms of Thanksgiving. We're going to continue that uh, series this morning on a psalm of thanksgiving by looking at psalm 34 so if you have your bible you want to look at psalm 34 with me um, we're going to we're just going to dig into it together starting at verse one and of course it'll show up on the screen and and you can read along with me i will bless the lord at all times his praise will always be on my lips i will boast in the lord I, the humble will hear and be glad proclaim the lord's greatness with me let us exalt his name together i sought the lord and he answered me and he rescued me from all my fears those who look to him are radiant with joy their faces will never be ashamed this poor man cried and the lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles the angel of the lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them taste and see that the lord is good how happy is the person who takes refuge in him you who are his holy ones fear the lord for those who fear him lack nothing. Young lions, they lack food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. 
who is someone who desires life, loving a long life to enjoy what is good. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry for help. The face of the Lord is set against those who do what is evil to remove all memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed in spirit. One who is righteous has many adversities, but the Lord rescues him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, and all who take refuge in him will not be punished. And the people said, Amen. Amen. This psalm, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to dig into this psalm with you, but this psalm has one of my favorite lines of all the psalms in it, and uh, we'll, we'll get there eventually. We'll see if you can guess maybe what, what that line is, if you can identify it w- when we get there. But I want us to dig in. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's dig into this Thanksgiving meal of the Word. Does that sound good? That sound good? Amen? Amen. All right. So I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let us exalt his name together. All right, church. So the first thing I want to look at this morning is, is this phrase, at all times. At all times. Verses, verses 1 through, through 3, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Somebody say all times. All times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. That's an invitation. Let us exalt his name together. Let's, let's just let's do something this morning. I will bless the Lord at all times. Can, can, we just, can we just bless the Lord for a second? Can we just give a, give a shout this morning to the Lord? Can we just start this whole message, this whole psalm, with just a shout of praise to the Lord? Can we just shout hallelujah to Jesus? Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you in this house. We worship you in this house. We bless you in this house, Jesus. Bless the Lord at all times. I won't need some people to shout with me this morning. I won't need some people to help me. Bless the Lord at all times. All times bless him. Good times bless him. Bad times bless him. Hard times bless him. Happy times bless him. Sad times bless him. In times of uncertainty, bless him. I can't hear you. In times of sorrow, bless him. In times of abundance, bless him. In times of need, bless him. In times of blessing, bless him. In times of waiting, bless him. In times of change, bless him. In times of struggle, bless him. In times of miracles, bless him. In times of trial, bless him. In times of perseverance, bless him. In times of doctors and medical tests, bless him. In times of conviction, bless him. In times of faithfulness, 
in times of grieving, in times of, in times of doubt, in times of work, bless him. In times of joy, bless him. In times of shouting, bless him. In times of weeping, bless him. In times of laughter, bless him. All, all times, bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. I'm preaching harder than you listening. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be on my mouth. Have you verbalized your praise this morning? Have you verbalized your praise this week? Have you spoken your praise in the midst of your heartache? Have you spoken your praise in the midst of your trial? Have you spoken your praise in the midst of that hard season? Have you blessed the Lord? Is the praise of the Lord continually on your mouth, even in the midst of trial this morning? Have you spoken your praise? Have you audibleized your praise? There is something that happens when in your spirit when praise comes out of your mouth. Anybody with me this morning? When you begin to sound the blessing of your praise, when you begin to sound the blessing, you begin to strengthen your faith and you begin to announce to the situation that God is bigger than your trial, God is bigger than your problem, God is bigger than your situation, God is bigger than your pain, God is bigger than your need, God is bigger than the mountain in front of you. When you begin to audibleize and verbalize and shout your praise at all times, you are encouraged, you are strengthened, your spirit is awakened to the goodness of God. Sound your praise. I need some shouters in this house this morning. I need some folks who, who, who won't boast in their own strength or their own plans. They, they won't boast in their own schemes. They won't boast in their own abilities. But that they won't boast in their own might. But they will shout their boast in the Lord. It says, the humble hear the shouts of praise and they rejoice. The humble hear these shouts of praise and they are glad because the Lord's greatness is near. Our boasting isn't in our greatness, but it's in the greatness of our God. So we bless the Lord at all times. We open our mouth in praise at all times. We bless the Lord because, listen, he answered me. Psalm 34, verses 4 through 7. I sought the Lord and he answered me. Somebody say, he answered me. And he rescued me from all my fears. Those who, who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. The, the poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. We're going to shout. We're going to shout because the Lord came near when I sought him. I'm going to shout because the Lord has come near. When I bless the Lord, when I verbalize my praise, when I gave voice to the goodness of the Lord and I told him, God, you are good, would you come near? Would you rescue? He heard my cry. I'm going to shout. 
I'm going to seek the Lord, and I'm going to shout, I'm going to praise him, and I'm going to be thankful. He, he has rescued me from all my fear. been reading a book this week called Here Are Your Gods by Christopher Wright. And he says, he says this about the things that we fear. He says the things that we fear become our false gods. He says the things that we fear become our idols. This is what he says. This is, this is good stuff. He says, he says this. He says, we, we turn the things that we fear into gods in order to placate them or ward them off by our worship. I love this. There are, there are as many gods as we have terrors. It's significant, therefore, he says, that the fear of the Lord plays such a central role in the biblical worldview. It is a potent dimension of radical monotheism that if there is truly only one God, then he alone should be the object of our true fear. Those who live in fear of the Lord need live in fear of nothing else. Other objects, he says, of fear lose their divine power and their idolatrous grip. He even goes on, he says, and I had already planned on preaching this, 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 is, this passage, this psalm this morning, but he, he quotes from Psalm 34 here. He says, he says, this is the testimony of the author of Psalm 34. He says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my what? All my what? Fears. You got your Bible open. He delivered me from all my fears. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. See this, see this juxtaposition. This is those who, those, the Lord delivered us from all those who, all of our fears, and, and, and then he kept around those of us who fear him. He, he delivers us from all our, our false gods of fear, all those things that we, we allow to, 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 be, to be worshipped because we are afraid of them. He says, blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Taste and see that the Lord is good for thee. Fear the Lord, you, his holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing. He goes on and he says, he quotes a gentleman named Nahum Tate, a famous author. He says this, fear him, ye saints, and you will then have nothing else to fear. Fear him, ye saints. And then you will have nothing else to fear. You might want to check out that book. Pick up that book. Here are your gods. Listen, church. He answers his people. He will not ignore his people. He delivers his people. He will not allow his people to be taken captive. He encamps around his people. That means he surrounds his people. He is a refuge for his people. That means he is a safe space for his people. He provides for his people. He is the provider. What does that tell me this morning? It tells me that there is nothing that can happen to the people of God that he doesn't already have a plan for and doesn't already have a victory in store. He already has the plan in place to deliver. He already has the victory secure to bring, to bring victory to his people. God answers, he hears, and there is nothing to fear if you fear the Lord. So what are you afraid of? 
Because it ain't bigger than Jesus. It ain't bigger than Jesus. It ain't bigger than Jesus. So let's do this. Let's taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see, verse 8, that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him. You who are his holy ones fear the Lord, and for those who fear him lack nothing. Young lions like food go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come, children, listen to me. I'll teach you to fear the Lord. I will teach you the fear of the Lord, who is someone who desires life, longing to live a, and enjoy what is good. Keep your tongue from evil, your lip from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil. Do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it. I love this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. What does that tell me? saying, go ahead and try Jesus. Go ahead and try Jesus. Not like the song says, try Jesus, don't try me because I throw hands, right? Try Jesus. Go ahead and get a taste of his goodness and his mercy. Go ahead and get a taste of the Redeemer. Go ahead and get a taste of this Deliverer. Go ahead and get a taste of this, of this power. Go ahead and get a taste of his goodness. Go ahead and get a taste of this mercy. Go ahead and see. Go ahead. You will not find another God like this guy. Go ahead. You, you won't find another Deliverer like this Jesus. Go ahead. You won't find another King like this Jesus. Go ahead. Taste and see. You will not regret it. Happy is the person who tries Jesus. Happy is the person. God does not withhold any good thing from his people. If it's good and it's perfect for you, God will provide it for you. David says, children, listen. Children, listen. In the fear of the Lord, there is a filling, there is a fullness, there is a satisfaction that comes from feasting on the goodness of God that nothing else can bring. We were created with an appetite, with a longing. We were created with a hunger that can only be satisfied by the presence and person of Jesus Christ in our life. People try to fill it with all sorts of things. We'll try to fill it with relationships. They try to fill it with, with, with alcohol or drugs. They try to fill it with, 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 with sex. They try to fill it with, with money or power. They try to fill it with all of these things to bring satisfaction. But nothing truly satisfies life. Y'all remember that song, Who Can Satisfy My Soul Like You? Who on earth can comfort me and love me like you? There is no one that can satisfy like Jesus. Taste and see, the psalmist says. The Lord is good. Turn from evil. Do good. Guard your heart. Pursue peace. These are the platters of a life of thanksgiving. These are the platters. And, and our job then, as believers... I love this. It says, turn from evil, do good, guard your tongue, guard your tongue from dishonesty, and guard your tongue from how you, how you speak about your neighbor. Pursue peace. These are the platters of thanksgiving, the platters of life of thanksgiving. And our job then 
is to, is to offer these platters of, of thanksgiving, these platters of life to the world. And say, here, taste and see. Taste and see. When the world sees us, what do they see? When the world tastes us, what do they taste? What is, what is, the, what is the taste and the flavor of God's people right now? What is the taste and the flavor? What do God's people look like? Do we look like when the world sees the church today, do they want to taste? job as believers is to do good, guard our tongue, pursue peace, to, 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 to shun evil, and to offer these plates of goodness and mercy and love to the world so that the world will taste and see that the Lord is good. But if the church isn't offering up the meal of the kingdom, the world will not come to the table. That was good. Let's be that people of God. Let's be that people of God. Let's give folks a taste. But here's what we see, church, if we keep going. Why do we need a taste? Why do we need to see the Lord? Why do we even need to cry out to him? Because adversity respects no one. Adversity respects no one. Verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are open to their cry for help. The face of the Lord is set against those who do what is evil to remove all memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears it. He rescues them from all their, what? Troubles. The Lord is near to who? The brokenhearted. He saves who? Those crushed in spirit. One who is righteous has many what? Adversities but the Lord rescues him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Even evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. Do you see this this morning? The Lord sees those who are living out the righteousness of God. If you are living out the righteousness of God, that, that shunning evil, that pursuing peace, that guarding your tongue, if you are living out the righteousness of God, the Lord sees you, and he knows you, and he delivers you. That justice, that peace, that forgiveness, that mercy, that love of neighbor, the Lord sees those people who have allowed the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus to become their righteousness, and he hears their cry for There is hope there. There's also a reason that we need to have hope. He hears our cries because we will face adversity. We will still be tempted and tried. The adversary, the devil, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Reading from 1 Peter, roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. still lay traps for the people of God. Just because you're chosen of God, just because you are you are a son or a daughter of God does not mean that the enemy will stop laying traps for you. It doesn't mean the enemy will stop pursuing you to destroy you. The devil will scheme against the people of God. 
us that we should not be ignorant of the devil's schemes. We should understand that the enemy is scheming against the people of God. David, the psalmist here, says that both the righteous and the wicked will face adversity. Just because you're a child of God doesn't mean that you will not face adversity. Please don't don't buy into that. It does not bear out in Scripture. You will face adversity. If the early church faced adversity, if Paul faced adversity, if Peter faced adversity, if the first church, the disciples, if if they all faced adversity, what makes you think you ain't going to face adversity? You ain't better than Peter. You ain't better than Paul. You ain't even better than Mary. You'll get that later. You will face adversity. We will face adversity. The righteous are often brokenhearted. The righteous are often crushed in spirit. But the Lord is near to them. The Lord delivers them. The Lord heals them. The wicked too are often brokenhearted. The wicked too are often crushed in spirit. The difference between the wicked and the righteous is not their circumstance, but their posture. Say it again. The difference between wicked and the righteous is not their circumstance, but their posture. The wicked rebel against the rescue while the righteous run to the rescue. Evil brings death to the wicked. But those who have put their hope in Jesus will be The wicked will be punished, but not the righteous. The righteous will be rewarded by who? And rewarded with what? A redeemer and a refuge. Verse 30, verse 22 of Psalm 34. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, and all who take refuge in him will not be. again churches while we bless the Lord at all times you hear that this is why we bless the Lord at all times he redeems and he gives refuge he buys us back from the bondage and the curse of sin and he gives us refuge from the master of sin the Lord at all times. He is worthy of of his praise being continually on our mouths. Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Do you believe that this morning? This morning, hear me. If you're facing a situation, you're facing an adversary, or you're facing adversities hear me jesus is near to the brokenhearted jesus is near to you 
Jesus has not forsaken you, not forgotten you. He is near in the midst of your trial. And he will be faithful because he is faithful. Jared, would you come? Let's pray. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Father, I pray right now for folks in this room. I pray right now for folks in this room that, that may be facing adversity. Lord, you have reminded us this morning that if our praise is continually on your lips, that it will strengthen our spirit and we will be strengthened and encouraged to press on even in the midst of adversity. We won't give up because you will be near. We won't give up season or adversity and you desire prayer right now, you, you, you know, you're thankful that I'm going to pray for you this week, but you're 